What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Post Game. Uh, big Spurs L's, L, Ethan, <laughs> uh, 139 to 103. But just before we get into anything, um, at halftime, I was watching the Monday night football game and saw the DeMar Hamlin situation. If you haven't, just go on Twitter, Google it, and you can find all about it. But, um, you know, the latest tweet from a Cincinnati news reporter says he, have a, he has a pulse. Um, and just watching that situation, that's a good thing. Um, so just wanted to start off by saying prayers to him and his family. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Good luck to him. Scary situation. Definitely. Definitely. But we'll get into our recap of tonight's Spurs game. One Oh, one thirty nine to one Oh three against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this is a, this makes it a 12 game win streak streak, excuse me for Brooklyn. Um, and really since they've put Jacques Vaughn in that position, they've just been clicking. I mean, this is the team that we expected when KD and Kyrie first signed to the Nets, um, and we saw a pure example of that tonight uh, in their route of the Spurs. Yeah, they look really good. <laughs> when they're making their shots like they were tonight, they look very difficult to stop. I mean, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant doing what they do with 25 and 27 mm-hmm. apiece on efficient shooting. Kyrie could not miss from three-point land. KD only had to take one three. Like he was just getting everything and anything he wanted. It didn't matter who was guarding him. Sohan took a few turns, couldn't stop him. He had a, he had a couple misses early, but once KD found his rhythm, it was just it was over. Devin couldn't stop him. He was too small. Keldon, same thing. It was just you know it was whoever offense with with Kevin Durant, and then you know they got solid contributions from their role players. I know we like to trash on Ben Simmons, but he played pretty well tonight. Didn't play outside of himself. Got easy baskets, playmaking for others. Nine assists. DJ Warren. TJ Warren looking like an absolute bucket. I know this is not supposed to be a a, a Nets, you know. Look, we, in a loss like this, we just have to talk about him. Yeah, I mean, this is why the Spurs lost is because they just have way too many solid players. And I know we they got down to their their their, their real depth players. Defense kind of became an issue, and and commitment on both ends became an issue. It was like with their young guys, like Sharp and maybe Cam Thomas a couple times. Mm -hmm. But their main contributors, their starting five, Yuta Watanabe, Joe Harris, uh, and and, uh, TJ Warren, you know, they they were in sync. And they were playing solid defense, great in the transition game, um, couldn't miss um, in in the half-court situations. And the Spurs, they just struggled, man. They came out with low energy, it felt like. And I know Keldon always plays with energy, so that excluding him. I think he had what twenty something points tonight. He, he was had like, twenty two, seven for thirteen. You know, still his three point shot kind of reverted a little bit, but still yeah. two for six, so not horrible. And I can't even be mad at him for that because it really felt like there was nobody else along for the ride. Like we couldn't get any offense from still anybody 40%. else. Yeah, still. And and Devin, I know he had only fourteen points tonight, but he's coming off of his injury too, so I'm sure he had to get you know his. Rust I feel like that's there. just the rust there, right? With the missed shots, he still made some yeah. super wet jumpers. Pause. He will be back. He's, I really think you can chalk this up to, to a low-energy Spurs team and a really high-caliber, talented Nets team who seems to have finally found their rhythm. Absolutely. I, you know, I think as much as, you know, the Spurs are trying to go out there and believe they can win every game, you know, with a group of young guys like this, they know what they were up against tonight. Yeah. You have a long travel to, to Brooklyn, I'm sure, yesterday um, after playing a home game Saturday night. Um, (laughs) hopefully I'm pretty sure they have their own plane. Hopefully they didn't have to deal with any travel issues, get stuck in airports. Like a lot of people have been recently. Um, 
but yeah, it, I feel like, you know, you mentioned the energy. It kind of felt like the guys knew what was going to happen tonight. I, you saw that a lot from Sohan as well, too. You know, mm. didn't make a ton of mistakes. Well, did make some mistakes. Didn't play horrible it, considering the situation, but still had three turnovers tonight. Didn't have the energy he usually does. Um, Jakob as well is another example. There were some times where he just wasn't getting back on defense the way that he normally does. I think the guys just kind of knew the situation. And, you know, the only way that you're going to have a chance to beat these guys is if you're just playing way over your head when you're this Spurs team. I mean, literally, I'm looking at their records. They're the opposite right now. Yeah. The Spurs are 12 and 25, and the Brooklyn Nets are 25 and 12. So, you know, two completely opposite teams. Just want to talk about Kyrie a little bit, man. Not only did he have a putback, like, which, when has that ever happened? You Never. know, not saying he didn't have hops. You know what I mean? He had some yeah. crazy dunks at Duke and, and early in the year in in uh, Cleveland or early in his career in Cleveland. Um, but he just always goes off against the Spurs, man. It doesn't matter if we're at the bottom of the league like we are now or like whenever he gave us like 55 when we were, you know, still running with Timmy and Kawhi and, and the prime in the 2015-2016 year. So... Man, he just can't miss against us. I don't know what it is. Eight boards. Didn't have any assists tonight, but a steal on a block a with, with 27 and, and four and five. When you have Ben Simmons out there dishing nine and KD dished 11, it doesn't really matter. You know, he's just going to cook. And Nick Claxton looked good, too. He was he played really tonight. well. I was yeah. really impressed by him. Because a lot of net, a lot of the media and a lot of Nets fans that I know criticize him a lot for being kind of like Zach Collins. You know, it doesn't really have the physical tools to be mm-hmm. dominant down low and gets bullied a lot. He's but a he slender looked, guy. He looked really good against, I mean, I know Jakob had 11 boards and was kind of, you know, looked a little bit like Moses Malone in that first half at times, but Zach Collins, Gorgie Jang, it didn't matter. Like he, he looked really solid as well. Um, and Kyrie Irving going off against the Spurs every single time. I really think that has, it comes down to respect. Cause he, I agree. That's what I think too. <laughs> he has always said nothing but glowing things about the San Antonio Spurs. He loves Coach Pop. They have a great relationship. They were joking around like in the second half when they were up by 30. Like they were really laughing together while Mm -hmm. Kyrie was playing a game and Mm -hmm. KD was bringing it up the court. So he loves Pop. He says Tony Parker was the hardest guy for him to guard. Go look it up on the interview. He said early in his career, he was TP was as good as anybody in the league and it was so difficult to stop him from getting into the paint. And he's kind of patterned himself a little bit after TP as far as getting into the paint, being able to finish amongst the trees. So, and we were also his number one or number two destination when he wanted to leave Cleveland. I know we don't like to think about that era because I think that was when Kawhi was kind of about to go on his way out. Or that was that might have been his last year, like solidly playing. So mm-hmm. he kind of wanted to be in San Antonio, be that point guard of the future for us. Didn't next work to out Kawhi, right? next to Kawhi. And I guess we would have had to have trade Lamarcus in that deal. So, but I would have been yeah, fine with that at the time. Um, but yeah, he just he just goes off and yeah, tough to he, watch. Four for five tonight from three, uh, eleven from four for fourteen overall. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the story when Kyrie Irving plays the Spurs, whether it's twenty sixteen or twenty twenty two. And I echo everything you said. I think it really just comes down to like every time he plays the Spurs, it's like he's like, I know I'm going to play a really. He feels he probably feels like it's pure basketball. So it, yeah, that, and that's what revs Kyrie up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, uh, Jay Rich had a good shooting night tonight. You know, not the craziest game, but one or two from three, five and nine overall. Had eleven points, uh, four 
four boards and three assists. I know that doesn't seem like much, um, but with and he got 22 minutes tonight. Um, that's his best game in a while. Uh, so like to see that from Jay Rich. It boosts up his trade stock. We were talking about it yesterday. If y'all want to see us go like super deep into some Spurs topics, if you missed our live stream yesterday, there's an hour worth of it. So yeah. go check that out for sure. Um, Malachi also got 26 minutes tonight. I know a lot of that was in garbage time. Um, didn't shoot the greatest, but what are what were kind of your thoughts on him? Still kind of the same as usual probably, but... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much the same. It it felt like to me, no matter how many mistakes he made offensively or defensively, Pop was just going to leave him out there and let him run the show because it was a perfect learning experience for him going against two of the greatest players to ever play the game. And at you know in that first three quarters, a really solid defensive effort from the net. Uh-huh. So it was like trial by fire. I don't care. You're making you know occasional lazy passes picking up your dribble a little too often he did that bringing it up the court he'd like hit the top of the key pick up his dribble and then realize oh wait they're not coming off the screen yet and he'd be like oh crap what do i do and then they'd swarm yeah. him and he'd, and he'd lose it um so those little things those nuances he'll he'll figure it out so i didn't look too pretty but four for ten he's still able to kind of get to his spot but when you're getting guarded by a seven foot kevin durant it's hard to get your shot off as you normally yeah. would especially when you don't have that much arc to begin with um but I'm sure he'll figure it out. It's just one of those ugly learning experiences that we're, we've, we've had to deal with throughout the year. Yes, yes, exactly. So the Spurs will stay in New York. So luckily they won't have to travel because they play the Knicks uh, on Wednesday. Now, I think that guess the key for that game, I'm going to go ahead and look at that right now um, to see if we have anything on injuries for that game yet. Um doesn't look like we do. It just says, It actually looks like everybody's going to be healthy. Because today, okay. Derek Rose was just day-to-day for them. So that means they're going to have R.J. Barrett. Um, and, uh, I mean, uh, looking at the... Unless, maybe... Well, it says R.J. Barrett is still out. So, actually, not him. My bad. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jalen Brunson will for sure be playing, which is still going to be a big difference considering it was a seven-point game last time. Obviously, the game's going to go different with him in general with him playing, Um but Jalen Brunson is averaging like close to 20. You know, he's the reason the Knicks, um, you know, still 20 and 18, but they're fourth. Well, no, fourth in the Atlantic division, not not fourth in the in the East. But still, the reason they have a positive record right now, a big reason because of that is because of signing Jalen Brunson. Um, so definitely yeah. Spurs are going to have to play better than they did tonight or they'll catch another L on Wednesday. Yeah, I think tonight. JB and uh, Julius Randle dropped 24 and 28 apiece mm-hmm. in a win. So they're feeling it. They're ready to go. I would expect, though, Jude, a comeback game from Devin Vassell. I'm not sure that we'll win, but I would That's expect a good to point. see him get to that 30-point mark, if not more, um, because he's coming off of a really rusty game, and he was he was balling before that knee uh, kind of took mm-hmm. him out for a game or two. So I'd expect him to kind of you know take this box score that we had tonight personally and kind of come out firing uh tomorrow 
Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I'm not sure if he'll get to 30, but I think he will like be, he's going to be in 20 to 30 point range. I could see it, but he's definitely going to have a bounce back game. I would, I would, I'm just being a little bit more conservative, I guess, but I think he'll get around 25 for sure. And I could see that. We got to rile up the fans, dude. (laughs) Uh, Eric Piscina, we see you in here. We appreciate you. Um, And M easy. As always, our man. And I'm with him a yeah. little bit on this one. It's time to bring yeah. up Blake Wesley. I, I agree at this point. Um, it, it's, I mean, when you just... <laughs> the turnovers, uh, like, with him out, like, Malachi needs to be a little bit more off the ball. I like him yeah. having, like, these learning opportunities because I want him to be able to, you know, take the ball up the court sometimes when we need it. Or maybe, you know, Blake Wesley gets his shot going a little bit. We've seen how much he's been shooting the ball. I'd love to run some sets, you know, in motion yep. or floppies or whatever uh for for Blake so I want him to be able to handle it you know to an extent but you know the the amount that he's handling it right now at this point um it's like we know what Blake's gonna do in the G League man like yeah Yeah. he he had a a bad shooting night the other night he's still he's gonna get like at least 20 or 15 every game yeah pretty much and and you know it's gonna be a different thing I think when he comes back and I don't want to take too much from the one or two games he was here when he was but it's like when you put him around that talent, from what we saw there, it's like that looked better than what we saw in the G League. Very small sample size, so put an asterisk next to that. Um, but I'm with him easy there. I am as well. Um, man, what was I going to say about Blake West? I literally had something to say, and I, for, I forgot what I was going to say. Mm. We'll, do, we'll just say that I agree he's with nasty. you for now. And then, he's, no, a, he's got that dog true. in him. That is also true. Um, he's him. He is him. He is um, him. Steal of the draft. Steel of the draft. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Malachi Malachi. I'm glad I, I, I somehow that reminded you yeah, of whatever somehow you're gonna say. It <laughs> Malachi, um, in terms of him bringing up the ball in the future and mm-hmm. learning how to be a better playmaker, I'm not comparing him to Manu, but Manu Manu could bring the ball up the floor. He was an incredible passer, but he was a shooting guard. And right. he didn't often right. bring the ball up. Even on that second unit, it was still TP or Corey Joseph or George uh-huh. Hill or Patty Mills, like he, he didn't do it every single time. He was still able to come off screen. So it, I would like Malachi in a similar role if we can get him. Obviously, Manu's a, a different, on a different level than... I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, that's like he's role. not, he doesn't need to be bringing it up every time. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Kind of like what we wanted Lonnie to be, but Lonnie could never figure it yeah, out right. with us for some reason. I don't know why, <laughs> um, but that's what eventually we'd like him to get to. Right. Any final thoughts on this blowout game, Ethan, and the Spurs moving forward? Man, one one thing. I, okay. Rotations looked really weird tonight. We didn't put in Romeo until really late. Eric agrees. Yeah, fully healthy. Yeah, lost on D. All true, all true. Romeo didn't come in until really late. Don't know why. I know he had a bad shooting night the other night, but I still expected him to get more time. Doug only had nine minutes early and then never played again. Jay Rich all of a sudden got 22 minutes, which is is fine. But even when he was in, especially in that second half, he was playing with Roby, who suddenly got minutes, (laughs) and Stanley Johnson who also was a really late addition to the rotation. He didn't play in the first half, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he And he's been playing great, so I don't know why he didn't, especially since he's an energizer bunny and a, a solid defender. You'd think he would have had an opportunity to guard Kevin Durant or Kyrie when they were balling in that first mm-hmm. half. They, they didn't. And then also Malachi was in that rotation, and I think Zach Collins. And, th- and then Zach was subbed out for Gorgie Jang. So 
weird lineups. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. 15 I, minutes for Roby randomly. <laughs> yeah. Nine for Stanley in the second half, nine for Doug in the first half. It's just strange rotations overall. And I know we took our starters out pretty quick, but even still, in yeah. the first half, you would have you would expect it to be regularly scheduled programming, right? Like mm-hmm. rotations are normal. And yeah. then in that second half, okay, maybe we, we, we mix it up, change it right. up. But it seemed off all the game. I don't know what's going on. I think, you know, you don't want to be too speculatory here, but Doug getting nine minutes to me just screams what we were talking about yesterday. Like consistently through this, and even though Josh got 22 tonight, like for the past, like, feels like since he's got hurt, since he's come back from his injury, he's played like, feels like, like nine minutes a game or like 15 yeah. minutes here. Sometimes he doesn't play at all. And, and I think that just kind of ties in to those guys being probably at the uh, trade deadline movable pieces. And maybe we don't even move them, but I think that the rotations, and maybe it's not this and I'm completely wrong, but it, it feels like to me the rotations are indicative or indicative of those guys being in trade talks right now. I can see But that. we'll see. We'll we'll see. Maybe maybe it's just we got Stanley, we got Roby, and Pop's like, we haven't given these guys minutes in a long time. Who cares? It's this season. <laughs> yeah, let's true. let's let's give them some run. They haven't had it in a while. <laughs> it could just yeah. be that. <laughs> in other news, did you see that the Nets fan base clapped like extremely loudly and uh for um Pop when his name was announced tonight? Interesting. Like Very interesting. way more so than normal. Well, did you see the comment like before the game? Some some reporter asked him if, and I'm sure it was a Nets reporter, if he would ever. Jeff G. Spurs Zone, Zone tweeted about this. If y'all want to go check it out on his timeline? Um, but they asked him if he'd ever consider coaching in New York, and he said he was a San Antonio guy. It's like, but come, but come on, guys, bro. He's not coming to Brooklyn. Like no. maybe, maybe I'm a meme, and y'all can screen record this in a year, and he does something crazy, and I'm wrong, and that just is what it is. But like, he's been there for so long, dude. There's no way. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He also probably in that same interview said that he will know when it's time to hang it up because they asked him if he was going to retire. He said, I'll know when I stop getting on guys in practice, yelling at guys in practice, and I'll hear a little voice in the back of my head. That's when I know I'll retire. Um, this so. ties into the Minnesota game at the beginning of the year. Once again, mm-hmm. y'all go y'all go dig into that episode yesterday if you haven't checked it out because there was a lot of, a lot of deep spurs, yeah. like big picture stuff that we haven't talked about going into 2023. But... Yeah, he, he was like, I'm a San Antonio guy. It's like, and I don't know if Pop, like, even regard, even if he wanted to go to a better team, like, say that's the realistic, I don't know if Brooklyn is the place that he wants to go. Like, oh, I feel cool. like he would go somewhere else. I just don't feel like New York's a speed, which is basically what he said in his answer. Yeah, for sure. All righty, y'all. Well, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. I know a little bit of a shorter post game, but in a 36 point loss. What else can you do? Um, we'll be back this Wednesday in a more competitive game. Uh, Jalen Brunson back, Devin back should be a different matchup than the one we saw last time. Hopefully the Spurs can get another dub. And once again, uh, if you missed it earlier, just want to send prayers to DeMar Hamlin uh, before we leave. You know, really scary situation on Monday Night Football. But go Spurs go. If you like our content, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe below. We appreciate you guys. If you want to stay updated to all the stuff on the show or watch the show on Twitter, 
Follow us on at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero to stay updated. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch you on the next one and see y'all later.